to Old Soul Podcast. My name is Bria. It's spelled B-R-E-I. Thank you so much. It's been a while since I've done a commentary, and mostly that is because life has been terrible. Sucky. And sadly, I am not going to be doing a commentary about a movie that will uplift it or change the vibe at all. But... I felt really drawn to watch this movie and also talk about it because it felt right, it felt accurate, and so I thought, why not talk about it? It's something that's so relatable, and before I tell you what the movie is, or film, I think that the reason why I'm so drawn to this film and why I really fell in love with this film in the genre of this type of filmmaking that sort of feels like documentary and then some other facts about the film in that they used real people and not trained actors or actresses and I don't know how many of the actors within this film were trained or just like you know everyday people if there were you know, varying levels or degrees of that, but ultimately this is like the one of the OG neo-realism type films, one of the first realistic films I was exposed to when studying film, and one of the films that was just good because it didn't try to be anything but itself. And I think the reason why this film is coined as a classic and it won't ever die out is because the situation that goes on in this film is something that has gone on forever and will continue to happen, sadly, but sometimes people use film as a form of escapism and sometimes you need to hear music or read stories or watch stories that relate to what you're going through. Maybe you feel less alone or you feel like, hey, this movie gave me hope because, you know, I saw it through this lens. Whatever the reason, this is one of those films. Although it might not be too hopeful because the ending isn't very hopeful either. But anyway, the film that I'm going to talk about today is called Bicycle Thieves. And it is, or was, directed by Vittorio De Sica, and it is, Ital- it is an Italian film, and it was released in 1948, as I- it's listed on IMDb. Uh, there's no rating listed, it just says not rated, and it has a runtime of an hour and 29 minutes. And IMDb summarize it- summarizes it as... In post-war Italy, a working-class man's bicycle is stolen. Endangering his efforts to find work, he and his son set out to find it. It as in the bike. Okay, the film opens with... um, It was in black and white. I did watch this with subtitles. I do not speak Italian. It is set in Italy. Okay just so you have an overview. So from the beginning we see 
the main character, Antonio, who is the father of the household, and he looks to be unemployed or in, in search of work. Both can be a thing at the same time. And it looks like he's probably at some form of an employment agency, whatever that would have been called back then, and in, in Italy. And there's this guy that comes out. He looks like he's like in charge of, you know, the employment there. And he says, you know, tells Antonio, you know, I have a job for you, uh, but you have to have a bike. Do you do you have a bike? You know, and he pretty much tells him he doesn't have a bike. Uh, but he can get one in a few days. He's like, no, you need a bike and you need it like now like this starts tomorrow And he's desperate. He needs a job. He needs money. He needs income <laughs> Probably like running on fumes at this point, right? And you can see not only the desperateness or dis desperation within Antonio, but everyone around him um, All these other men around are looking for jobs as soon as he even seems like he might decline the job or can't deliver with what the you know, head guy of the employment place is asking, all the other guys are jumping on it. I have a bike. I can get a bike. I'll take it. And, you know, people are looking for work, clearly. And it's so bad that they're all, you know, hanging outside that building, yelling, I'll take it, I'll take it. Eventually, Antonio disagrees. He gets his paper, you know, the information of the start date, all that stuff. And he leaves. And he goes home. And he explains the situation to... Maria, his wife, and, you know, they're kind of frustrated going, you know, back and forth. Um, his bike, as we soon see, has been pawned. They had to pawn it for food at some other time. They needed food, and that's the only way that they could, um, you know, get the food that they needed. So they did have a bike at some point, and it's now at the pawn shop. So Maria goes, and she looks like she's looking through some drawers or something. And she grabs some bed sheets. Um, they look like they're pretty nice bed sheets, blankets, whatever. So she grabs those, and her and Antonio they go off to the pawn shop. It looks like they do some sort of exchange where they exchange the sheets for the bike, and they're able to get the bike. And we see the scene. Um, I don't know if this was before or after, but. Uh, Maria goes to which looks like a psychic and she sort of takes Antonio with her and she's really grateful that he's found a job and they're really, you know, happy to finally have a start date. Okay, they got the bike. Cool. And you can tell they're in a pretty, you know, tight and serious situation. Uh, so she's really grateful and at some point it seems that she had gone to the psychic and she was gonna pay her or give thanks and you know you can see Antonio being sort of like you know why are we here what are we doing here and she's grateful she goes to thank her she's like you know she said something would happen and this and this well I need to thank her you know as a sort of a good luck thing and she seems to respect this lady and I call her a psychic although I don't know that's what if that's what she would be called but that's what it gives like that energy and you can tell that Antonio is you know a skeptic about that but it doesn't really matter anymore they they are pretty sad and so cut to a scene of Antonio and his son Bruno his quite young son Bruno and it looks like there's a baby on the bed and 
uh, Antonio and Bruno looking over the bike. You know, Bruno kind of says, you know, that scuff wasn't there before, you know. <laughs> Bruno kind of acts like an adult, even though he's a child. <laughs> and, um, you know, he's starting, his father, Antonio, is starting work. And, you know, Bruno is going to go with him or along the way before he starts work that day. And, you know, you see Mar Maria sending them off, happy, you know, calm, whatever. So, something I did notice, Antonio drops Bruno off, and I was expecting him to drop him off at, like, school or something, but no, Bruno gets dropped off at what looks like some sort of serving job. I don't know if it's a gas station or shoe shining, I don't really know what it is. But it doesn't look like a schoolhouse, and it looks like Bruno might actually have a job, and he looks really young, like he should be getting dropped off to go to school type young. So that also makes me think they're in really dire need of money, and their child is working. Um, at least that's what it appears to be, and maybe that was normal back then, especially if you were poor. Um, I know in the olden days, you know, if you were like a farmer and you had kids, you know, your kids were working on the farm, things like that, and it wasn't unusual to have more kids, more hands, but I don't know, I just thought, wow, he's really young, and is it summer? You know, I was wondering all those things, so let me know if I'm wrong about that or if you have any information about that, because uh, I didn't, didn't get it. So after that, you know, Antonio goes his first day of work, he's given like a ladder, and it seems like his other co-worker who or the guy who's just training him for that day sort of explains uh you know you got to put put up these posters make sure they look nice make sure they are not going to fall off um basically those posters look like old hollywood films one of those the main poster that i saw in the film looks like a picture of rita hayworth from gilda um but i can't say for certain that it's that but it does look like that sort of type of old-timey classic Hollywood uh, marketing posters that they were putting up for people to go to the movies which is very ironic considering that it seems like they were going through the effects of war you know inflation poverty um, and then you see this poster like go to the movies and forget how depressed you are and miserable which is like I said earlier escapism I guess voyeurism in a lot of ways but a major juxtaposition, a major comparison on screen without actually saying it. And, you know, so we see him doing that. He's on his ladder and he's trying to fix the poster and his bike is like propped up against a wall. And this is probably his first or so poster putting up by himself after that other guy kind of watches him and shows him around what to do. Um, just telling him, you know, you gotta do it right and you gotta be quick, pretty much. And, you know, it's his first day of work, he's in a good mood. And then you see this guy around, a few guys actually, and he's eyeing that bike. That bike that belongs to Antonio. And he's really looking at it and looking around. And you see this other guy, maybe across the street, you know, he's looking at that guy and they're kind of looking at each other and he's by this car. and. Clearly, they're working as a group to steal things, and right now, the target is Antonio's bike. 
his major source of income right now, that bike. And so the guy, it looks like he is making sure that Antonio isn't distracted, which he is because he's on a ladder, like literally trying to do his job. And um, when they feel like they're ready, they go for the bike. And you know, Antonio turns around and he yells, thief, thief, you know, and he's yelling loudly and he's running after him. And this little group of guys does end up getting the bike and getting away. Although Antonio does yell and ask for, you know, be loud, ask for help. Um, I think he at some point even gets in a taxi or I don't know, gets a ride on a, a car and, you know, says follow. And anyway, the guy gets away with Antonio's bike and <laughs> terrible. So he ends up going to pick up Bruno, but it takes him a lot longer than it would have because that morning Bruno and him rode on the bike and now he's going back and picking Bruno up after getting on a bus to go pick him up. So it takes a little longer and Bruno's kind of wondering like, where's the bike? And the dad explains everything to him and pretty much says like, we're going to go look for it, so on and so forth. And I don't remember if they look for it all in one day or they look for it a little bit and then they go back, but it all happens pretty quickly. And again, the runtime is about an hour and 39 minutes. So um, the pacing is really good and... I never got bored when I was watching the film, but I am biased because I, this isn't my first time watching the film and I really enjoy it. So I'm just kind of giving you an idea of like the pacing. It's pretty quick and I can't really remember the specifics on anything, but I think they react rather quickly and I think that they're, you know, he's desperate. He needs that for work. He literally got his bike stolen in the middle of a shift. The day is practically over. You know, the longer you wait, who knows how much luck you're gonna have with your bike after you're waiting a few days so it's pretty you know a pretty quick reaction and so they go out um with bruno it's antonio and bruno now and they're going around you know asking if anyone's seen a bike they can't find it they can't find that guy um antonio goes to one of his friends and um who he trusts who knows people knows the town knows how things work and you know he sort of explains okay we'll help you i think at that point he might have told maria i do remember or recall seeing her in that scene and so the friend helps out they go to this market and bruno's with them every step of the way they go to the market and they can't find um, the bike although they're looking and so this market is sort of like if a bunch of vendors or like street sellers were there and they're all there trying to sell stuff and make money you can tell that it's pretty desperate night right now because they all need money trying to get people to buy from them at any means necessary and they do see a lot of bike parts but he can't necessarily identify if it's his bike which is probably what the thieves hope for you know they take it and they take it apart they spray paint it whatever sort of form of paint they would have used back then and yeah so they're looking through that can't find it he even like accuses the guy like hey let me see this and the other guy's like i don't have to let you do anything blah 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 which is kind of suspicious but also it's like i mean i guess you know and the friend sort of like de-escalates that situation um what else happens they chase this old guy who looked like he was around one of the thieves who looked familiar to antonio that he couldn't catch up to when he saw him again later they chase this old guy around this church and basically stalking this guy so he can tell him like where the, that guy lives so he can figure out where his bike is 
eventually they um they go to they find the the group of people essentially it seems like it was a group effort they find this guy or those guys and they get ganged up on and gaslit and lied to more and they're like we didn't take your bike what are you doing here get out of here like the neighbors around join in standing up for them whatever this ain't their first rodeo right so and it but it's definitely the guys or that group that took his bike and he definitely is pretty sure that that's the group and it does seem as though that it's them but they're lying and at this point the bike's gone basically um bruno is getting worried so he runs over to his um to a, a cop uh, and they get help from the cop and the cop even like he diffuses the situation He even goes into one of the apartments and they look around. There's no bike And then there's even a time where Antonio goes to that same psychic where he was making fun of Maria about earlier and this is interesting to me um, because I do notice and I think anyone can kind of understand this or agree that when people are in a desperate situation or really in need they sometimes will do things that is out of character for them um so for some people they'll automatically have an interest in faith in a way that they would not have had before or they uh steal or which will come into play later specifically for this film or you know just out of character in forms of desperation frustration agitation all those things and then at that point the lady doesn't really tell them any new information that sort of is a dead end but you know it's worth trying at this point and so they've done all this stuff and i mean even in between looking for the bike antonio and bruno's personal relationship uh as father and son gets really tense um, to the point where Antonio is sort of taking out his frustrations on Bruno, even though Bruno's a child and he's just trying to help out his dad and he feels bad and scared and nervous and like all these things are happening. A huge downfall from where the morning took them, where they were excited and eager, now they're just stressed to the max. Um, to the point where they argue um, and Bruno just keeps his distance from his dad, like they're walking further apart, you know, it's really, you're seeing that transition rather quickly with the pace but it doesn't feel rushed and it's sad to see on screen and there's even a moment where he gets worried like he's looking for bruno and he can't find him and then he finds him and some other kid had like an accident um near the water and he thought it might have been bruno and it wasn't but you know it's one of those things where you get so caught up you forget about the little things and your kid and you know things like that and so Antonio feels bad and they end up going to a restaurant and again all this is not the way that I'm explaining this isn't all in the same order I'm just sort of giving you a rundown of what happens within the searching for the bike um, and I'm going I'm backtracking back to this specific you know sequence of scenes between Bruno and Antonio and they end up at this restaurant and honestly, he probably can't afford to be at that restaurant, but he feels bad toward his son and he kind of wants to lift up his spirits. Maybe he's in a little bit of denial right now and he wants that. He doesn't really want to go home with no good news either. And they go in there, you know, there's a band sort of, you know, singing, playing instruments. 
and they sit at a table and the film does this thing where they do a straight on comparison of social class um, from a perspective of Bruno and Antonio sitting at the table and then this other family who's very clearly uh, has more money and are rich or some form of more, you know, have more income than Bruno and Antonio's family. And, you know, you even see the child look back kind of at Bruno and maybe he wasn't judging him, but he kind of had a judgy face on like turning his head and then looking back at his food. You know, they're all eating comfortably, their clothes look really nice, and then you see Antonio and Bruno, they look exhausted, tired, um, and Antonio is trying to cheer Bruno up, but at the same time, he's kind of giving him a life lesson, which parents tend to do when things come around and they explain things to their kids. And he sort of says, you know, do you know how much work I would have to do to be able to afford to eat the way that they are eating? And, you know, they're eating the food, and you can kind of see the realization and the understanding, which I'm sure Bruno has had most of his life, um, but you really see it settling in as they continue eating and the direct cuts from, I guess it could be considered a parallel, but I mean, they're in the same location. It's not like, oh, different locations happening at the same time, but you see like a similar to a shot reversal where you see Bruno and Antonio and then you see the other family and it's directly you know, making this uh, dialogue or comparison with the camera in those cuts. And it's sad and it's realistic. And I literally was sad the whole scene. <laughs> you have this like uplifting music in the back, but all you can think is, God, that sucks. So once they're done eating, they do end up going home without, have found, without you know, have finding the bike. Um, but as they're heading home, you can see that Antonio has all but given up, but he kind of um, leaves Bruno alone or tells him to do something. I can't remember what happens. So he can be alone by himself with his thoughts. And he has at that point decided that he can't give up the job that he has, even if he doesn't have a bike, but he does realize that he can't do it on foot. So he tries to go and he literally attempts to steal someone else's bike, which all I have to say about this is like, yes, you shouldn't steal and like you have to take accountability for your actions. Antonio is a grown adult. He knows better, especially as someone who has just had this happen to him. Can you imagine, you know, this family or this person, this guy, because it was a guy that he stole the bike from or attempted to steal the bike from, um, could be going through the same situation as him, right? And so it's one of those things where you become, you know, your own, your own monster, your own nightmare. And it's unfortunate. Now, I do think there needs to be some commentary and dialogue over the fact that, like, <sighs> poverty and hunger probably would make a lot of people do a lot of things that they would regret or not be proud of. And a lot of people can say whatever they want to say about what they would do, but you never really know until you're in that situation, and that's just a fact. Um, I feel like on one hand, uh, someone stealing food because they're starving doesn't bother me personally or morally. I'm like, I think it's insane that there's a paywall on food, something that you have to have to survive, right? The things that you have to have to survive um, that have paywalls behind them should be criminal, right? It's terrible. Um, but to steal someone else's bike, someone who's just minding their business, taking someone else's property, now that's pretty fucked, right? 
he's in in that way whether he's indirectly or directly hurting someone he's hurting someone um and another family in the same way that he was affected it's sort of like this full circle moment but not in a good way and he tried to distract bruno again i don't remember what he did to distract bruno or get bruno away at that moment as they were about to head home and he had given up in the way that he'd given up trying to find his own bike not given up on the job or anything and the guy whose bike he tries to steal you know chases after him but unlike in his situation a lot of other people jump in to try to help the guy and they're like chasing antonio down the street and they're yelling and bruno is seeing all of this he's seeing his dad in this very terrible situation that he put himself in right and he sees like this almost like a swarm of people chasing his father um, I'm sure he's processing it, but all he can really think about is, you know, that's my father. You know, his dad's hat falls off when he's running. Um, Bruno, he must have been so scared. And it's so heartbreaking to watch on screen. Bruno picking up his dad's hat and dusting it off and his glossy eyes, like he's about to cry, what has already started. And he's walking toward his dad and the guys end up catching Antonio and they're yelling at him and so on and so forth and eventually they decide to let him go and I think a lot of the reason why they do that is because they saw Bruno and they realize that's his kid and they kind of feel bad for the kid not so much for Antonio and they kind of tell him don't do this again and they leave which Antonio should feel very grateful that he didn't have to get that they didn't call the cops on his ass um and that's basically how it ends and this film is one hell of a ride and I think that I don't necessarily know if I can think about having any favorite scenes I like it all cohesively in the way that it's laid out for you I feel like, you know, I'm not a sucker for um, happy endings, right? Like, I kind of don't seek films for happy endings. I feel like the most realistic ending to this film could have and should have been the way that it ended. He didn't find the bike. He's not going to be able to finish that job. Um, his son saw him in the most vulnerable, terrible situation where adults are usually really good at hiding from their kids. Usually. Kids see a lot of things. Um, and there's no cherry on top of it. You can assume that maybe he found a job. You can assume that if he did in time, maybe they didn't starve. I mean, so many ways to think about how it ended once they, you know, Bruno and Antonio walked home after that terrible incident and situation. Um, you can imagine how that affected Bruno for the rest of his life, you know? All those things are the sort of ambiguous ending, maybe not so ambiguous, but things that you will think about um, after leaving the theater, after watching the film. Right? And I just think this is one of the films that if you really like documentaries and you really like films that are realistic, 
you should watch it and just know that you're not going to have, you know, lollipops and rainbows <laughs> as an ending. Um, I do think that it, it's always great to see the working class and underdogs win in the end, but I think the thing is that realistically, the people that are working the hardest to keep it together, the people that are um, basically keeping this country, you know, and wherever you live, right, um, afloat, are the people who are exploited the most, who aren't given any breaks, not really anyway, even though everyone seems to think that. And when I say everyone, I mean like the 1% that thinks that we're getting some sort of special treatment when that's never how it is. And, you know, working class or poor, everyone's like a paycheck away from, you know, homelessness, starvation. And that's terrible and not enough items or things surrounded by you. Um, and the world is going to change that, right? And I think that this film is going to be talked about forever. And it already has been talked about for a long time. Because, like I said in the beginning, it is something that has always been an issue. And will probably always be an issue with the way we're going um, in terms of capitalism. Um, so, sorry to be such a Debbie Downer for this commentary. But I really did feel like this is a film that I should talk about. And... You know, I love movies, but like I said, I don't always go toward movies that are super happy. And I don't think that you should. I don't think that you should always look for things that are always happy. I think sometimes things are hard and sometimes social commentaries have to be had. You know, these things are real. Um, as much as you try to use every form of escapism to leave and run from those issues, it doesn't always work. So... Yeah, and I'm going to um, just go over a few quotes from the film that I enjoyed, and then I will, you know, end the commentary at that. So, give me a few minutes. Okay. So, there's a quote stated by Antonio, and he says, There's a cure for everything except death. And then there's another quote by Antonio, and he says, Why should I kill myself worrying when I'll end up just as dead? Talk about the truth. <laughs> okay, and here's a conversation between uh, Lan Santona. I don't remember if this was his friend or if it was the psychic, but I just liked the conversation, right? And this was Antonio and uh, Santona. And Santona says, what have they stolen? And Antonio says, my bike. Santona says, what can I say? I can only tell you what I see. Listen, you'll find it straight away or not at all. Understand? You'll find it straight away or not at all. Keep your eyes open. And Antonio says, where? Straight away. And... Santonia says, how should I know? Go and try to understand what I said. You'll find it straight away or not at all. And I feel like that could mean so many things, right? Like, okay, you're, 
literally saying just enough to get my hopes up and not really give me an answer. And then that can also be, um, you know, you're going to find it right away or you're not going to find it at all, which is kind of accurate because that's exactly what happened. But also, like, you know, valuable things that are taken, they're quick about distributing it up or, you know, black market stuff. And so you don't find it, right? It can't be traced. It's crazy. Okay, and then another quote between Maria, a conversation between Maria and, and Antonio. Maria says, you shouldn't have pawned your bike. And Antonio says in response, and how were you supposed to eat? Thank you. And I hope you have a good day.